Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Splittings was too full of surprises to think it's going to go this way or that way. I never really foresaw it actually stopping. I'm living in a minor key, a melancholy mystery, a quiet place where you and me can be quite still. Escapade, the debut solo album by Split Ends' lead singer Tim Finn, continued to do well in 1984 and began making waves in the Northern Hemisphere. The single, Fraction Too Much Friction, made it to number two in the Netherlands and the album was in the top ten. In April, Tim and his bandmates attended the Countdown Rock Awards in Melbourne. Tim won four awards that night, including Best Songwriter and Best Album. Split Ends was nominated for Best Group, but won nothing. I wasn't able to enjoy the success of Escapade, and it was my own doing. I did it to myself. Tim Finn. But, you know, I kind of... I don't know if it's Catholic upbringing or, you know, repressed New Zealand loyalty to your mates kind of vibe. But anyway, whatever it was, I, f- I did feel a bit uncomfortable and a bit I was shifting in my seat a bit and I wasn't... But then again, I've never been able to glorify and sort of, you know, act too cocky or have any much of a swagger. I think sometimes people think that I'm up myself, but it's really just an uncomfortable feeling that I get sometimes in public situations and that can easily be misinterpreted. But yeah, this was just generally kind of feeling a bit shifty and a bit guilty and not really enjoying it. Yeah, which is, you know, and in the end, rewards don't matter anyway, because it's like being back at school. It's just like prize giving and who needs that? You know, it's the only time itself that reveals the worth of pop music. With another Split Ends album on the cards, there was more pop music to write and demo. Here's Neil Finn, alone at home with his four-track cassette recorder, in 1984. to have meetings about the next album. Drummer Paul Hester. And Tim was very adamant that he'd like to have a work with certain producers, dance-orientated, more funky-type producers. That's the sort of record he wanted to 
try and make. And the, and I felt that I think Eddie and Neil, Noel to a degree and Nigel too, were all not as keen to pursue that. Split ends bassist Nigel Griggs. After Escapade, perhaps Tim wasn't writing the same sort of songs. Maybe he was too comfortable in his life, his personal life, to produce the same sort of songs that we used to respond to. Eddie Rayner. The rehearsals at Tim's house was pretty much when he decided that Look, it's not really happening. You guys aren't playing my songs very well, and we're going, no, we're not. And, you know, you don't seem very interested. No, we're not. I might as well go and do my own thing. Yeah, you might as well. I didn't have many songs or any ideas much. And I, I wasn't really interested at that point. I wanted to go off and have a new life, live in a new place, you know, be with somebody new. Had just everything. I felt like I just wanted to be in a new situation. It was over. So I basically bailed. My reaction to that was, why? Split End's manager, Nathan Brenner. You can always have a solo thing and one feeds the other. You know, added to which, Split End's needs you. You are the mainstay. You proved you're capable of writing commercial songs. Focus that in on the band. Oh, but it has to be done my way. Well, not with a band like that. It's hard to leave a great band, and I've always thought somebody should write a book about stories of people who have left bands, because it takes years to kind of get over bands. But it was unstoppable and momentum at that point, and I was excited about leaving. There was absolutely no acrimony or anything like that. There was no argument. There was, it was sort of just like a, um, a feeling of resignation. Oh, it's not really happening, is it? No. Neil Finn. There's been a lot of attention over the years on that period, and in a way, Tim has been given the mantle of the guy who was not into it and... I wouldn't want to cast him as the bad guy at that time because there was a lot of factors going on. It wasn't all to do with Tim. It was to do with the band not being as strong. It was focused and the thing with Noel earlier had had a psychological impact. and We just weren't very focused anyway, I don't think. Once that was resolved, there was a sense of, well, good, now we know what we're going to do. Because up until then it was relatively unclear where things were going to go. So, in a sense, Tim deciding and the boys deciding to go on was a real enthusiastic period. Noel Crombie. Neil obviously had been writing great material and it probably seemed like, for everyone else, an opportunity to input a bit more of themselves. Whenever there was change within Split Ends, it was normally a good thing. It was normally a kind of a shot in the arm to us. I, I didn't have any problem with thinking that Split Ends wouldn't be able to produce good records.
we went to Eddie's place and did some demos and some good songs but I mean A we were using I think we were still using drum machines at Eddie's and I think that you know that had a psychological effect on me I didn't really like the arrangements and, the, and it didn't feel like we were really launching into it but more than anything else I started thinking well what's the reality of this going to be we're going to put a split ends album out and I'm going to be the lead singer and this is a band that I saw begin with my brother as the lead singer and Judd as the other main writer and suddenly it's I just just felt like it was too much baggage involved for me to to carry that flame on and and you know if it didn't work it would have been a waste of time and if it did work and I would have had probably the most difficult um, period of my life with my brother coming up as well these are the things that fly around your head and just felt like it wasn't the right time announcement uh, to me really I think and I couldn't really argue with him I didn't want to argue with him but that's when it hit it was like a ton of bricks really <laughs> it was quite emotional and very deep the feeling I had a, a deep sense of loss you know and um, it took months for me to sort of start to get over it you know I mean I, it just felt like the loss of a very close relative you know, like the death of something, somebody really close to you. A formal meeting of the band was held and Neil confirmed his decision to quit. It was an incredibly strange meeting. It was around at Nathan Brenner's house one afternoon, and a sort of fairly dreary, dark old day. And Neil came out and said, look, you know, this is what I think. And everyone sort of went, right, OK, well, there it is. You know, it was pretty much the end of Split Ends. And um, Neil got going pretty quickly. As I was driving home, I drove through an intersection and this lady who was drunk pulled out in front of me and I couldn't stop. Car spun round, roped my car off actually, but didn't get hurt, thankfully. And these two guys that were driving a tram came up to see if I was all right. As they were there standing asking me if I was all right, I. Noel, Eddie and Nigel all drove by and didn't realise it was me because I was facing the wrong way. And, uh, and I said to these guys, oh, there's my friend. And then the next car, there's my friend. <laughs> and they were convinced I was delirious. But yeah, there was something very symbolic about that.
we had worked on some songs, I suppose, and there was a feeling that maybe it would be good to round that off. And uh, in hindsight, I don't think See Around added a lot to the canon. Maybe other people disagree with that, but it was kind of a little bit half conceived, I think, as an album. But there was a few things on there that were good. Neil was coming to his own. He's got more and more songs. I liked his songs. He had, you know, songs like Breaking My Back, which I loved. We never recorded properly, but loved that song. songs for the last record in Melbourne it was a really fun session and there was lots of really good feeling and and there's just lots of giggling and lots of fun had we all knew it was the last hurrah you two guys are laughing away at me yeah I know what you're up to this yeah. isn't gonna go on the album at all is it around thing it was going to be an EP but it turned into an album because the boys realised they had all these demos they'd sort of half finished that were pretty good songs and they didn't want to just leave them so why don't we grab those four or five songs put them with these other four or five of Neil's and we've got an album Each remaining Split Ends member had a song of their own included on the second side of See You Round Noel Crombie's contribution was a reworked version of his 1983 singles B-side, Nini Niza. As a fairly strong fancier of dub and sort of reggae, I like things that just sort of pop in and out occasionally, and, you know, fairly extreme sounds. And uh, just sort of went for something really like that. It was pretty, the whole thing was pretty spontaneous, the vocal was I just went out and did it. It was one take, sort of, basically. I'm getting up. I'm going out. <laughs> Turn off the TV. Divorce the couch. Best shoes. Best backs. Hit the floor. See the knees flat. Sides kind of album, but a few highlights there. I really like Voices, one of my favourites. Used to be called Fallout with the Lads, I think. The lyrics were different. They were finished finally after 15 years or whatever, how many it was. One 
I think I started off as a songwriter not really trusting my own um, abilities as a lyricist and uh, I never felt like I was in the mould of a Bob Dylan or a, you know even a, somebody like a Paul Kelly or a, that told elegant little stories and, and neat rhyming couplets and you know I sort of felt like how I grew up listening to music and how I started writing songs was that the sound of the words was really important and that, that they left a few choice images dangling in your head for you to go and have your own little adventure with it being that's the primary focus of a song for me and um, so throughout really there's songs that I've let go that haven't had a literal sense to them and haven't had a clear linear thread series of images and a series of reflections which hopefully create a sense of atmosphere and a sense of place in a song um, and a sense of what's going on in someone's head that's what I would hope for but actually in the end I think by applying that principle I ended up feeling like lyrics were very important and taking a great deal of pleasure out of a successful lyric. I Walk Away, the last hit single released by Split Ends, illustrates the song Craftsman in Neil Finn. He would often work on a song for months, shaping it into its final form. I Walk Away began as two separate songs. Initially, Neil sat down with a guitar and cassette recorder and let the tape run as he composed the first song, Love and Success. Stage two in the development of the song was the demo recording, in the studio with the band. 
Around the same time, Split Ends demoed another of Neil's songs, Your Inspiration. time they came to record the See You Round album, those two songs had come together as one. With rewritten lyrics and a denser production, Split Ends recorded the appropriately titled I Walk Away. Future, but it is sad lyric in a way, I can accept that. Neil Finn, talking in 1984. It looks back on what we've had. Uh, I know people think it is specifically between Tim and myself, but it's more between myself and the band, really, walking away from something. It's like a relationship. I think people could apply it to a relate if they were leaving a relationship that they'd had for a long time. You share a lot of things together, and you always end up, you think you know what the other person's problem is, and, but ultimately it's probably your own problem as well. And, uh, but as the song said, no time for regrets, sun always sets. It wasn't a sunset Noel Crombie was expecting at the time. Well, I was a bit surprised, I suppose, because I just thought we'd carry on and keep working at it, because, you know, there was still plenty to offer. Probably at that point, though, there was also a sense of relief, because it hadn't felt that good, and it had been a long time, you know, and I just thought, oh, you know, thank God I can just be myself for a while. Nigel Griggs. I thought breaking up was premature. I didn't want to break up. As soon as we'd broken up, I was quite happy about it. You know, I had no regrets. I thought we had a really good innings, and I loved having my life back. I really lived as a slave to the band. Inside, whether no matter what anybody else saw, I was that, and suddenly I switched it off and I came back to... Um, my whole life being mine, 24 hours a day, it was, it was a big thing for me. On another level, I was sort of pissed off, not so much at breaking up, but Neil had a tour lined up, an album lined up, and bring Tim back. And it, it always sort of worked out. It was like it's the next six, seven, eight months. The, the itinerary was still on, you know. <laughs> to me, it was a case, if you, you know, OK, if you don't want to play with this anymore, how can you want to play with us if you don't want to play with us it'd be like that for me if you want to break up okay but let's break up now why, why drag it on why pretend I wasn't keen to do another tour another record 
so the other, but the other guys all wanted to do it, and so you know, after a while, I did too, I suppose. I we looked on it as a celebration rather than a, you know, found a positive view on it. Have fun together one last time, and really make the most of it, and, and let everybody see the band one more time. The most extensive tour of Australia and New Zealand in ten years. Split End said that their new album, See You Around, is available now. This tour will be the last chance to see the entire Spadens lineup live on stage. The band have titled their tour Ends with a Bang. Paul Hester. We decided to do a final Ends with a Bang sort of tour. We rang Tim and said, Look, you know, this is what's happening. Why don't you come back and do it? And he went, Oh, you bet, I'd love to. So we all just got back together and did that big old tour. And it was a good way to finish. To say goodbye live on the stage with direct contact with our fans, that's what it had to be. Tim Finn. We all remember, I think, that tour as being a really happy tour. I mean, I, I, I know that various members of the band were probably more accepting than others of the breakup, but at the same time, I think that tour was there was so much fun and so much enjoyment.
Eddie Rayner. We were playing very well. We were playing great, actually. Melbourne! I remember the gigs very well and thinking, boy, this band is really cooking. It was a great tour out here. It was heartfelt and exciting, and Tim was up to his old tricks, and the push-ups were coming out, and we had all guns blazing. Hope I never, I hope I never have to cry. I've broken tonight. There's something in there. Four guitar strings. I'm sick of the guitar. After seven and a half years, I don't want to play it anymore. I sympathise, Neil. Have a piano. It was the last night in Melbourne of the Split Ends Farewell Tour, and that particular night, I think we were all a bit overwrought and very emotional, and I remember getting quite beside myself late in the set and thought, I'm just going to cast myself into the audience. I turned my back to the audience and sort of just fell over the edge of the stage expecting that the front row would catch me and I would be borne aloft as happens now, you know, with stage diving and everything. But the, no one had heard of that kind of concept in those days and everybody parted and I went slamming onto the seats in front of the stage. Within about 20, 15 seconds my, my socks, my shoes had gone, my shirt had gone, my tie was dangerously tight around my neck and I, and I got back on stage with no lead in my guitar and it was like just an absolute disaster. Neil, come back, we love you. That was the most intense experience of my life. Seven and a half years, eh? I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> you chose the right night for it, Neil. Couldn't play, I couldn't sing. And then uh, went off and had a bit of a cry and came back and did the encore. I got you. Come on. And that's all. I won't forget. It's all yours. Yes, it is. I don't go out. But now that you're in, sometimes we shout. That's no problem. Lift the roof. It's alright.
Thank you, Melbourne. We won't forget you. And then got the most drunk I've ever been in my life, I think, at the party after that. And Sharon came up to me at about two in the morning and said, you better not have any more. I said, I'm sorry, I'm on orange juice now. And she took a sip of what I was drinking and it was about a quarter orange juice and about three quarters vodka. I didn't even know. Split ends for the last time in New Zealand. Book early as tickets are at a premium. Ends with a bang. Head Radio 2ZMIC Red in Das Kapital, Wellington. 6.58. Uh, Tim and Neil Finn, thank you very much for coming in this evening. It's uh, good that you could spare a bit of time with us. What are happening to the other guys in the band? Do you know what they're doing? Have they got good plans? At the moment? Over the next two years or Nigel's so. not going to do anything. Mm. Uh, Noel's going to do quite a lot to a lot of people, probably, and with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Eddie's going to be producing a lot of bands and doing his own music. And you and Paul? Paul and I will be forming a group next year. Um, personnel not completely finalised yet, but right. spirit well intact. Similar kind of music? Uh, uh, it'll probably inevitably be, be quite different, I would say. Oh, is that Paul, right? Paul will be contributing to the songwriting apart from anything else, and his song's quite different. It's going to be a heavier think, sound, I think. Yeah, I think it'll be a bit heavier, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, why don't you two guys get together and form a duo, Thin Boy 2? No? Thin well, Boy 2? You had that one up your sleeve. I did, I prepared that one, I must admit. Live radio, ladies well and Well steered. Okay, We did this beautiful thing, which we'd never done before, but there was so much going on around it, you know, so much, you know, you be here, there, and the security guards are there, and, you know, the machine guns are there, you know, there's all this kind of organisation, and we jacked up and said, look, we want to drive ourselves to the last gig on our own, in a car, with no one. We just want to drive there and do it, okay? (laughs) The management were like, well, I don't know, you know. We go, look, we're grown men. We think we can manage it. You know, so we all got changed in this hotel in Auckland up in Tim's room or Neil's, Noel's room. He had all the cozies. So we, we just all met in Noel's room, got fully dressed up in the cozies, put on all our makeup, 
and then proceeded to catch the lift and walk through the lobby and get the car and go down to the gig. And the looks from the Japanese tourists in this lobby in the Auckland Hotel, they just thought, this New Zealand's crazy. Look at them. They're crazy people. We all got in the car together, six of us, and travelled down to the gig together. And just like the old days. And um, it was it was brilliant. Oh, the passing of time, okay. Now the years do go by. We had this beautiful time together. It was just us, and we really got to own that gig. She gets up in the afternoon. The sun will set behind her. When the twilight comes, the magic one who gaze on you. Although the band has since reunited every few years for the odd concert, the ends officially split at the end of 1984, 12 years after the first Split Ends public performance at Auckland's Wynyard Tavern. Paul Hester. There were 17 different members in Split Ends over the years. I was the last one. Nigel Griggs came to me and was very apologetic and was saying, I'm so sorry, Paul, that it's all ended so quickly and it's such a shame for you because you've only just joined and you know I was going hey Nigel you know I've had the time of my life. Neil Finn. What it truly was was a, a very close community of people who enjoyed some transformational periods of musical experience you know and, and some of those nobody ever got to hear some of the best moments were at rehearsal and occasionally we got it down on record and some of the gigs were absolutely inspirational incendiary affairs as well and those are the things which the band means to me. Nigel Griggs. Great memories, fantastic time for me, changed my life completely. It was great to go on that ride with the Splendors. It was the most unlikely thing for someone like me in many ways. People that know me and you look at Splendors and my friends at that time, they think, well, how, how does that go together? But it really did. Very, very, very special time but it's it's long gone if you know what I mean I don't think about it now I don't it's not really that important anymore it's not in the present or the future it's only in the past Noel Crombie it's a wonderful thing really that the music's endured and um, still ticks along still sells you know Christmas time various albums go out you know and there's been things like the DVD that have rejigged some of the stuff into a new format and that's out there now and I suspect that'll things like that'll continue. I mean the music carries on. Eddie Rayner. A huge part of my life. I was in the split ends for longer than what I've ever been in, in anything else except for my family. I think it was a great time for me to join the band, you know, in 1974 when, when it was just like a bunch of kids who were experimenting and having fun with 
the music and with the, the look and with the whole idea of what Split Ends was and what, what we were going to do and what we were going to achieve. And it was great for it to start then and it was great for it to finish when it finished. But that's not to say we shouldn't be able to get together as a bunch of geriatrics and, and have a good play, have a good bash every now and then. And I think, I, I think we will. I think we'll continue to do stuff sporadically, you know, until the first one dies. <laughs> Kicks the bucket. Tim Finn. They're an amazing band. It was such a big part of my life. And, you know, life's pretty short. I mean, 12 years is a huge chunk of anybody's life. And it's, it's definitely has been a highlight in every way. And there's been difficulties and arguments and this, that and the other over the years. Still now, you know, we can still have a good scrap. Like brothers, I suppose. But there's so much love and loyalty there. And we will play again live. I know we will. And it'll be brilliant just like it was at the Viaduct for the Millennium shows and, you know, the 92 tour. And, and the, the joy that you get with the crowd is unique to the band. I, mean, I just think we have our own special relationship with our fans and it's, it's just a brilliant thing. You act as though you were a blind man who's crying, crying about all the virgins that are dying. In your habitual dreams, you know It seems you need more sleep With like a parrot in a flaming tree I know it's pretty hard to see And I'm beginning to wonder If it's time for a change But still you try like a fat boy Dancing Gershwin's blues But you'd rather sit at home And watch the news And I'm beginning to wonder If it's time for a change I'm beginning to wonder If it's time for a change
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.